Hi. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hang on just a minute, Bonnie. I'm going to bring you a microphone. Hold it up close. (laughs) Well, I just want to thank the Lord for being with me through our trials and tribulations that we go through. I'm thankful. I know I'm not worthy of it, but he is worthy of all of our praise. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. No matter what we're going through, our Jesus went through a lot. And to pay for the penalty for our sin. And we can... Suffer along with him too. Oh glory! Oh glory! Oh glory! Oh glory! And I do want to thank the people that have been so faithful in the flowers that the church has given and just the prayers that have been given. I know God answers prayer. And uh, I just uh, want to just thank Elle and Pastor Sid and Julie and all of you. Every one of you. Woo! Glory. Everyone, we want God's blessing. We want his blessing on the church, too. Woo! Glory. He's going to give us that blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bonnie. It's been a while since we've heard that, hasn't it? That wasn't Bonnie. Well, it's, it's time to hear from the scriptures this morning. So if you could all stand for the reading of God's word. And... It's. I, I trust that God has inspired you this morning because this is challenging. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so the first. Yeah, I have to turn pages. the The first selection is Ephesians chapter five, verses nineteen through twenty, and it says this: Speak to one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I'm going to move over to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. It says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord.
I even left out some that I'm going to use, Dean, so. You're welcome. Uh, A pastor shares this story about someone from his congregation. He says, it was approaching Thanksgiving and Dave's family was together. He was in the construction supply business and business was good. In response to hearing about how well things were doing, Dave's daughter said, we sure have a lot to be thankful for. But instead of agreeing, Dave snapped, I worked hard for all of this. Dave was a regular in church, a good moral person. I don't know if he was a Christian, but he believed in the existence of God. But he didn't realize, or perhaps he had forgotten, or maybe he was blinded to the fact that everything he had, everything that he could do, all that he had accomplished was from God. He had been placed in history with all the right factors and the right gifts and abilities to make his success possible. Even so, at any time, God could say no more. He worked hard, but where did he get his work ethic? He worked hard, but millions, probably billions of people around the globe work much harder and have much less. This story is what I call a, would call a cautionary tale. Ingratitude is a a trap we can easily fall into, thinking that our blessings are somehow the result of how smart we are or how hard we work or because I somehow deserve these things or maybe even because I am luckier than the next guy. And it's been a, a problem historically and it's still a problem today. Paul speaks to this problem in in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, where he writes, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Did you hear that? Paul is speaking of the past and his present. It was still going on. In his day as he wrote this letter to the Romans. Then he writes in his second letter to Timothy in chapter 2, verse 3, uh, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, he says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Well, this is a really unsavory list, so hang tight here for a minute, would you? There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. But did you hear right in the middle of all that unsavory list was ungrateful. And I see that. Paul now is looking to the future and what kinds of attitudes and behaviors would typify godless people in the last days. And one of those things is ingratitude. 
These verses tell us that there has been and still is a failure on the part of mankind to recognize where our blessings come from and give thanks to the blesser, who is God himself. So here is a principle. If in any situation a a person can be thankful... It changes their perspective on that situation. If in any situation a person can be thankful, it changes their perspective on that situation. Thanksgiving is a reminder to us of God's faithfulness. What He has done for us in the past, what He can do for us in our present situation, and even what He can do for us in the future. And when we see the situations of life through that perspective, it can calm the pressure we are feeling and bring us peace in difficult situations. And I want you to know this morning that God places an amazing emphasis on the attitude of thanksgiving. It's pretty important to Him. And it should be important to us as well. Again, from what what Dean read for us this morning, in verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. And then Paul says something very similar in the letter to the Colossians in chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. He uses some of the same language. He talks about um, singing and making uh, music to the Lord. He says... Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. That's, by the way, the second time he's mentioned that in this one passage. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Three times in that passage in Colossians, we're we're told to give thanks to God. And then from the passage that Dean read in 1 Thessalonians, pray continually. Good advice. Give thanks in all circumstances. Remember in Ephesians it said, for everything. Here it says, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I think the ability to rejoice always may come from being able to give thanks always. Do you think there might be a connection there? Does it seem to you that someone who is always thankful might also be always joyful? I think so. So, why is Thanksgiving such a powerful attitude? Well, I want to talk for a minute about about the importance of an attitude of thanks. See, Thanksgiving expresses confidence in God's ability. Thanksgiving expresses confidence in God's ability. Listen to what the Scripture says about God's ability. James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. 
Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Did you hear that about God's ability? Every good gift comes from Him. And all the people said, Boy, that's exciting stuff, huh? 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. By the way, I think we talked about this in Sunday school this morning. God blesses us not just so we can soak it up like a big fat sponge, but He blesses it. It says, in this case, so you will abound in every good work so you can make a difference out there somewhere. And then, Jeremiah 29, 7 I am the Lord God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Confidence in God's ability. And in case you don't know the answer to that question that Jeremiah asked, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? In case you don't know the answer to that question, Jesus gave us the answer in Mark 10.27 where He said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible for God. So he answered Jeremiah's question, didn't he? So it's one thing to say thank you for something you perceive as good. Right? You know all that stuff that you probably don't need that you open up under the tree at Christmas time? Yes, more junk. It's one thing to say thank you for something you perceive as good. It's quite another to say thank you for something when it is difficult to see any good in it at all. You cannot give thanks without being confident in the one to whom you are saying thank you. Listen, folks, we have a God we can be completely, totally confident in because there is no limit to his ability the second thing we need to be mindful of here is thanksgiving creates an environment in which God can work thanksgiving creates an environment in which God can work to say thank you in every circumstance whether it seems like a good positive thing or a difficult troubling thing is an expression of faith To say thank you in everything or all circumstances is an expression of faith and faith is an environment that God can work in. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 1, chapter 1, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. And James chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 instructs us that we can expect to receive nothing from God without faith. Faith is like the ignition and the gas pedal in your car. The only way to get through some uh, experiences in life is to hit the starter and press on the gas. That's what makes the car go, right? The only way to get through some of the experiences in life is to keep your faith in Christ turned on so that you can keep moving forward. 
And it's our attitude of thanksgiving that gives expression to our faith. And then this. Thanksgiving results in a sense of inner contentment. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. This is Paul speaking here, and he says this. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. You know, I read a scripture a few minutes ago that talked about having all that we need. (laughs) Do we believe that? (laughs) Do we really believe that? We've been conditioned in our culture to think we never have all we need. Right? We never have all we need. There's always something more to need. Except, that really doesn't understand what need is, does it? It may it has a lot more to do with desire, or he who dies with the most toys wins, or that kind of an attitude. <laughs> I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Hmm. So I think Paul's ability to be content in all circumstances is directly related to his ability to be thankful in all circumstances. Just as he wrote in some of the scriptures that we read this morning. In fact, he he mentions that again in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and I'll touch on that a little more in a few minutes. You know, I can't imagine Paul encouraging the Philippians to pray about their needs with thanksgiving, if that weren't something he practiced himself. So you've got a difficult situation, you have a need, but pray about that need with thanksgiving. And we'll read that passage of Scripture in just a few moments. And even though you and I might not see the answer to our prayer in those circumstances, the difficult ones, right away, there is still a sense of peace and contentment that can calm the inner turmoil if we give thanks in the midst of those circumstances. There's something powerful about being able to express gratitude in those moments of life. So, so how do we come to the place where we can do this? How do we come to the place where we can give thanks in everything or in all circumstances? Well, I will tell you this, it's a process. Thanksgiving is a process. Giving thanks in everything is a learned thing. So how do we go about learning? Well, let, let, I mentioned uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I want to take a, look, a deeper look at that uh, a passage, actually. Chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, where Paul writes this. Don't be anxious about everything, anything, excuse me, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, or in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. He inserts that right in the middle of that whole thing. 
Present your request to God. So don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, pray about it. But do so with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And here's the result. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 8, he says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, how do we deal with these things with a a thankful or an attitude of gratitude? Well, it begins with prayer. An attitude of thanks begins with prayer. When we pray, we're acknowledging God and giving Him His rightful place. Through prayer, we find our greatest friend and our greatest source of help. The hymn, what, we, what a friend we have in Jesus, is a reminder of our need for prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. They say that's a bigger danger for us here who live in the West, especially on the other side of the mountain. See, a lot of our... Well, I know there's been a lot of uh, emigration to this part of the country long after the pioneers, but they say that the people that settled the western lands were those of an independent spirit. They were going to go start a new life for themselves. And that's one reason why states like Oregon and Washington are still the least church states in our nation. There's that independent, I can pull myself up by my own bootstraps, I can handle whatever comes my way all by myself. And I don't need you. And I don't need God. But we do need God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And as Paul reminds us, when we pray about those things which cause us anxiety or discouragement that trouble our minds, we need to pray with thanksgiving. And, we, and, and to do that, we need to, and this is the next point, find something to be thankful for. We need to find something to be thankful for. Several churches in North Dakota were being served by a clever old preacher. The people were always amazed for no matter what the circumstances, the preacher could always find something to give thanks for. As he made his rounds one cold December morning, he was late in getting to worship because of having to dig his way through snowdrifts to get there. And as he began the church service with prayer, the parishioners were eager to see what the old preacher could come up with to be thankful for on this dismal, frigid morning. And our North Dakotans are wondering right now too, aren't they? Gracious Lord, his prayer began, we thank you that all days are not like today. (laughs) Good job, preach. 
Clearly, this kind of biblical joy is related to a sense of gratitude. Finding something to be grateful for in any situation. Now, some will think, well, that we're just in denial and and we're not being realistic, but I think it's more a matter of where you choose to focus your mind. Let's be honest about it. This is about taking time to count our blessings. Sometimes we get caught up in that difficult moment, don't we? And everything around us looks black and dark and hopeless. It's about taking time to count our blessings. And none of us, honestly, none of us have to look very far to find something to be thankful for, do we? The psalmist gives us a pretty good list for starters. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5, he says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And folks, that's just the beginning. So much more could be added to the list. Couldn't it? Amen. We're going to do something different this morning. And I know sometimes um, asking the congregation to do this is difficult. You're not always great responders. It's like, the guy up front supposed to do all the talking. But, you know, I, I think of how many times the psalmist writes about uh, what he does in the context of the congregation. The people gathered together shouting praises to the Lord, singing praises to the Lord, giving testimony of God's goodness in his life. So, just for a moment, we're going to practice. I already gave you a, a, a starting list of things to be thankful. Just, just shout out something that you... Are thankful for. Just shout it out. That's all right. I don't mind layered thanks. Keep going. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Keep going. Good. Yay. There you go. If we really got into this, we could be here and and you'd be unthankful because the pastor kept you past lunchtime. But good, thank you. That's that's what we need to be mindful of these things. Amen. So we we need to find things to be thankful for, don't we? If we're gonna practice this being thankful in all circumstances, you better find something to be thankful for. Which, is, which leads you to, the, to my next point. We have to think about the right things. We have to think about the right things. Listen, difficult situations will either help you grow or they will knock you down. And the difference is simply how you choose to perceive them. You just need to listen to people's words when... Bad things happen. Here, here's the kind of stuff where the focus is, well, pity poor me. There's nothing right in the world. I have a thing to be thankful for. We, here's, here's how we hear that. 
This is the worst thing that could ever happen. I'll never get over this. Have you ever heard things like that? Remember Paul said, he, said that he learned to be content in any circumstance? And in Philippians 4.8, he shows us that his secret to this is how we think. It is an issue of refocusing in those times. And here's Philippians 4.8 again. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Don't get caught up in this pit of self-pity and sorrow and, oh, the, the world's black and there's nothing good about life anymore. We have to refocus our thinking. Who wants us to get caught up in that kind of thing? It's not God, I'll tell you that. So don't think about the don'ts. Think about the do's. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Don't think about the negatives. Think about the positives. Don't think about the wrongs. Think about the rights. That's kind of the updated Pastor Sid version of what Paul just said. Really, this verse is a thanksgiving prayer guide. When anxious moments seize us, use those thoughts as a basis for giving thanks. And the promise is that when we practice this kind of prayer, bringing our prayers and petitions to God with thanksgiving, we will experience a peace that passes understanding. And generally, in those kinds of circumstances, that's exactly what we're hoping and praying for. So the final thing here is this. Be honest with God. Sometimes we try to gloss over how we really feel with a false positiveness. You think God buys that? He knows what's in your heart, doesn't He? Listen, in reality, it's no more than trying to cover up an anxious and worried spirit. And you're not fooling God, so you might as well tell Him how you feel. Tell Him what your needs are and how much you need His help. Then exercise your faith. Ask Him for grace to see your situation from His perspective. He desires honest faith more than positive words. True positiveness flows from a heart filled with faith and gratitude. Our ability to be thankful in everything or our choice not to be, because we can choose, either draws us to God or alienates us from Him. So take time to be thankful. Because the Scripture says, if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us. The song we sang uh, as our prayer course this morning, Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Is Jesus enough? And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And He has done so, so much. Amen?
Amen. Julie, come and lead us. We're going to sing um, one of my wife's favorite songs as a closing today. It's one we sing sometimes as a prayer, um, especially at family gatherings. And I hope you'll join in thanksgiving as we sing this this morning as our closing song. Doxology or the benediction. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures are dismissed. Have a wonderful day.